0: in between yesterday and today uh the the second round of hostage release was slated to happen except the israeli government according to hamas has not followed on the conditions of the hostage release including but not limited to one refusing to release the women and children by uh length of uh, sentencing that was one of the conditions like the longer people that have served the 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 faster they would get out in the first round that that didn't happen so they said we're gonna hold off on hostages unless you follow the conditions.
1: 14 hostages and 42 prisoners will be released on day two of the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. On Friday, the first 24 hostages, including small children and grandmothers, crossed to safety seven weeks after Hamas militants triggered the war after they stormed southern Israel, killing 1,200 people and abducting 240 others. Also on Friday, Israel released 39 Palestinian women and teenage boys from prison as part of the a temporary truce, which calls for the release of 150 Palestinians over the coming days.
2: The first 24 of some 240 hostages taken by Hamas were released Friday. Videos like this one of 9-year-old Ohad Munder stepping into a Red Cross truck, the first proof of life family could believe.
0: By the way,
3: I'm waiting to see Ohad and I can't wait to give him his Rubik's cube which I know he really loved, and he probably missed it so much. And that's the first thing he takes everywhere he goes. Oh, had ran-
0: Why are you watching CBS to see what lies look like? Yes, I'm watching American Western news because I want to understand what the Western world is seeing and how they are covering this story.
2: And to his father's arms though his grandfather.
0: I mean, this is a beautiful sight regardless. It's just, I wish that it was one that they offered to Palestinians as well.
2: Father is still captive. But after 49 days held...
0: But, like, ultimately, it's not one that will ever be afforded to the Palestinians. It's also being deliberately tampered and squashed. Uh, The Israeli government is basically stopping any kind of mention from uh, the Palestinian side that shows their humanity from, from going out there. And not only that, but if you look on Twitter... israeli side at the very least like the ultra nationalists who are um defending the israeli occupation for example have been abhorrent in their display of racism and dehumanizing rhetoric towards palestinians as they just straight up deny humanity to any of the people the hostages that were released from the israeli side and just straight straight up claim that every single person that was released is actually a terrorist and should not have ever been released
2: Family reunions are underway for these six Israeli elderly women, four children, their mothers, and 11 Thai and Filipino freed hostages who made it from Gaza into Egypt and finally across the border into Israel. In exchange, Israel released 39 children and women held in their jails. Upon their arrival in the West Bank, parents, overwhelmed with relief, embraced their children as did the public, defying a ban the Israeli government placed on any celebration for their freedom. For more on the Palestinian prisoners released as part of today's agreement, I want to bring in CNN's Nimma el from Jerusalem right now. Nimma, I understand you were outside a prison in Jerusalem where Palestinian prisoners were released and reunited with their families. What did you see?
1: Well, Wolf, we weren't allowed to see anything. Uh, Israeli authorities blocked off roads, corralled the media into one location, um, brought the Palestinians in uh, through the back door when they received them, and then only allowed family members to come in very limited single file in individual cars. And there's a reason for that because unlike uh, the images of celebration where you which you might have seen from Ramallah and the West Bank here in East Jerusalem Israeli authorities were better able to enforce the diktat of their far-right national security minister who has who has deemed the prisoners released today as terrorists but not just that he said any Palestinian who celebrates Will themselves be charged as terrorists? I mean, just to break down, break, break that down a little bit. There is no grounds to call them terrorists because, by Israel's own reckoning, those 39 prisoners were uh, 15 minors, 10 of whom were only charged, and 24 women, 23 were, sorry, were detained, not charged, and 10 of the minors were detained, not charged. It complicates telling this story. So. I love how
0: low the goddamn bar is this is literally one of the first times that i've ever heard someone on cnn describe this process which you only hear from human rights watch amnesty international adamir and like all these other international humanitarian organizations and palestinian humanitarian organizations and israeli humanitarian organizations but like this is precisely what is the the case here the apprehension structure is completely unjustifiable it's morally impermissible it's completely Completely ridiculous, right? It's, it's barbaric. And this is the first time I've ever heard someone on CNN openly mention it. That's crazy. How can we sit here and act like these guys are doing objective journalism? They don't mention half the time they're f-ing children of women, or they'll say they're accused of a crime without like elaborating on what that structure looks like.
1: Imagine your daughter has come home to you and you have to hide indoors to express your joy. I wanna show you this video wolf, of a, a daughter reuniting with her mother that was sent to us by the family. Take a listen. Oh, wow. <laughs> that young lady you see there, the reason, ugh, I mean,
0: I mean, there is something poetic about criminalizing Palestinian joy, you know what I mean? Like, it's incredibly tragic. And in some ways, uh, uh, perfectly representative of what Israeli apartheid looks like. Palestinian joy and celebration is illegal, okay? We don't even want you to celebrate.
1: There's no reason. It's her daughter. But beyond that, uh, she had been arrested at the age of 16, uh, convicted at 17 for 10 years, accused of uh attempted stabbing her family and her lawyer and Israel by the way this is precisely
0: the reason why no matter how much you say hamas is anti-semitic palestinians are homophobic they're anti-trans they f- don't like women whatever the f- you're saying no matter how much you repeat that to yourself in order to portray the palestinian plight as bad and somehow that like israel's security concerns are valid no matter how much you recycle that narrative in your mind there's always going to be a point where that breaks that damn will always break if you have any morality if you have a heart if you have the capacity to demonstrate empathy empathy you are going to inevitably go okay dude this is ridiculous this is ridiculous She's saying I'm ashamed of being happy referring to the genocide in Gaza oh i did see this uh this is cute this is very cute i've spending 49 days in gaza as a hostage. also hassan is a bye uh, please don't ever send me visa grad tweets ever again come on dog this is like the f- psychotic far-right racist polish twitter account you can you can source this video from elsewhere you know what i mean but yeah this is a good this is a good uh yeah, moment
3: it's very cute
0: Bro, give me the iPad, dog. Forty-nine days without an iPad. I want to see the new Fortnite update. I want to watch Pokeman. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's like, I love Jinxie. What's he up to? Is he playing Rainbow Six? Dude, there have been eleven renditions of Skibidi Toilet that I missed out on. I need to catch up immediately, okay? I mean, there have been great videos uh, from the Palestinian side as well of just, like, people returning to their homes. And then you have this situation where, like, in occupied Jerusalem, you're not even allowed to celebrate. Itamar ben Giver has made celebrations illegal. Now, they can't contain the celebrations of the West Bank for the Palestinians that are released because they don't have the smoke for it. They're spread a little too thin right now because there's the ongoing uh, siege in Gaza. But in Jerusalem, they have the internal police force and the Palestinian Authority and everyone else, like, basically operating or, or... collaborating together, maybe not Palestinian Authority as much, but the security forces are following Itamar Ben-Givir's request to ensure that there's no celebrations whatsoever for the prisoners uh, being released, for the hostages being released on the Palestinian side. (laughs) Them, they're saying Allah Akbar, which is, uh, of course, a, a call sign for terrorism.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Don't say that. People believe you. What do you mean? Oh, oh, the Allah Akbar thing. Yeah. Allah Akbar just means God is great. It could be like, praise be, thank God. It's similar to that. He said that he was neither tortured nor assaulted, and he'd been fed good food. He was very well taken care of. The sister of a Thai captive who was released from Gaza speaks about his experience there. I thought he was among the 16 shot dead. Our family was very sad.
2: But when they sent the bodies back, he wasn't there. His face was very happy and he seemed okay. I mean, did she did she contact him?
0: Did she talk to him? He said that he was not tortured or assaulted.
2: have been fed good food. He was uh, taking care of very well. My Twitter video is so bad. It looks like you just stayed in a house, not a tunnel.
0: I don't know, brother. When I was in Iraq, they said Aloha snack bar and bad stuff happened when I was doing imperialism. Yeah, like that one vet who's like, listen, for all the folks out there wondering, waiting, you hear Aloha snack bar and you know some shit's about to pop off. Isn't that kind of insane? What if Israel simply resumes the bombing? Wouldn't that be an L for them? So... One thing to remember, and uh, Rashid Khalidi uh, had a conversation with Jeremy Skehill and Murtaza on the Intercepted podcast, which I was listening to earlier. Uh, Rashid Khalidi, of course, uh, is a Palestinian historian, scholar, Edward Said scholar. They asked Jer- uh, Jeremy Skehill, asked them, like, do you think that these were uh, goals that Hamas actually accomplished? Like, what were Hamas's goals in your opinion? Obviously, he doesn't. No, but he's like purely speculating, which he openly mentioned. Um, but I think he he brought up uh, some really interesting points about the fact that, like, of course Hamas understands that uh, there is going to be violent uh, retaliation, and they are uh, they're they're ready for it in the sense that like they knew that this was going to happen, and ultimately they knew that uh, you know Israel's reaction would uh, create an environment where they're they're less sympathetic. Israel's behavior throughout this entire process is basically causing them to lose more support. No matter how much mainstream media pushes a certain angle, I think people still recognize the disproportionate acts of violence and start asking more questions about the situation and that and the death and devastation is avoidable as long as you know Israel chooses to not be super violent. But of course, they are still behaving in a super violent fashion. One thing that he brought up that I thought was interesting was the fact that this completely shatters uh any any remaining fractional power that the palestinian authority might have ever had in the eyes of the palestinians just eviscerates it destroys it and and he's right about that that's why you see when the when the prisoners are being released on the israeli side they ask them so how do you think and their immediate response is like thank god for you know al-qasam brigades thank god for hamas thank god for all of them and of course they feel that way because they think hamas is the reason as to why they were released and these are People in the West Bank, like, these are supposed to be people that are the most loyal to to Fatah, and they're not. And the reason for why they're not is because Fatah put them in jail or played a role in putting them in jail, whereas in their minds, Hamas played a role in getting them out of prison. Ultimately, it's it's more about who's collaborating with the occupation, uh, with the belligerent occupation that is violent and destructive, and who is uh, fighting against it, no matter, uh, no matter what the re- retaliation is. And that is, in my opinion, important to understand because... This is yet another circumstance of, like, Israel losing the political battles. Like, they might not agree with the things that Hamas are doing. They don't, some of them don't acknowledge that, like, the militants actually went and killed uh, civilians and stuff like that. But ultimately, ultimately, in their eyes, like, these guys are certainly the ones who are playing a significant role in their release. And it's important to recognize that because, you know, you got the New York Times writing dumb shit like this. Can the Palestinian Authority really govern Gaza after the war? I guess they'll probably openly state that that's not going to happen. Because in the eyes of the Palestinians, if you ask them, obviously Israel is the least popular political entity in the region uh, because it's the apartheid regime. Palestinian Authority is the second least popular political entity in the region. And then it's Hamas. And Hamas isn't necessarily majority popular. Its actions might be, but they're not broadly popular by any means necessary. It's just that they are more popular than the Palestinian Authority right now. The reason why I'm showing all of this is because Israel's actions are directly contributing to more popularity for violent resistance, and Hamas specifically.
1: Israeli and Palestinian rights groups say that this was a miscarriage of justice. Her family had taken this all the way to the Israeli Supreme Court, and her mother had lost hope.
0: Of course it's not the same. What did you expect? The prisoners are people who did some sort of act of violence on the hostages? That's not true. You're wrong about that. What's important here is to understand that the position that they're taking is to violently torture toddlers for crimes that they are either suspected of doing or sometimes openly not even convicted of doing. The example that this person is making fun of is literally one that we've covered before, one that I talked about already. The, the example is uh, the 13-year-old who was interrogated after his 15-year-old cousin and himself ran around and his 15-year-old cousin stabbed a 13-year-old Israeli kid and a 20-year-old. Uh, neither of them died, luckily. Uh, the 15-year-old cousin was shot and killed on the spot the 13 year old who did not stab anyone who was also running around with their 15 year old cousin was ran over by a car he's been in prison for the past nine years if you think that a 13 year old who was running around with their 15 year old cousin with a knife should be tortured ran over with a car and then interrogated immediately after that yes Ahmad Mansara uh, and, and placed in solitary confinement you are a freak it is also illegal to do that for the record there are Luckily, human rights, international humanitarian law. The reason why people are coming in here is because I responded like this to uh, one of these apolitical, supposedly apolitical freaks. I said, indefensible monsters of the Cuds News Network. Ahmad Mansar was kidnapped eight years ago when he was only 13 years old. This leaked video shows an Israeli officer interrogating him. This is how the Israelis treat Palestinian children. He said, amazing journalism, Hassan. I said, you think it's okay to torture and extract the confession out of a 13-year-old, you depraved freak? Do you know anything about this case? He was run over, a car, uh, run over by a car before this. His 15-year-old cousin who stabbed two people was shot dead on the spot. He was interrogated without his parents present. He was interrogated without a lawyer present. Immediately after being uh, run over with a car, he had wounds on his head. It is completely and utterly ridiculous. But of course, you can very clearly go, well, he was stabbing people, which he wasn't. He objectively was not. The thing is, he wasn't even falsely accused of the stabbing. The Israeli courts literally found that he did not participate in the stabbings. There was no like blood on his knife or anything like that. He's serving a nine and a half year sentence for attempted murder. If a 13-year-old Israeli did the same thing, I still would not think that it would be appropriate to torture them and put them in solitary confinement or have the goddamn Supreme Court post hoc uh, slap together a new law that they literally apply after they pass the law so that he could be held indefinitely at the age of 13 like a terrorism a new terrorism designation was given to child terrorists that they retroactively applied to Ahmad yeah, another stabbing case detainee released. I shared pics, uh, I shared on Reddit and Reddit didn't like it. Yeah, woman reunites with her mother. She was captive by occupiers for 2,966 days. This is the other woman. You saw the video of it. As far as I understand, that woman specifically was arrested, was permanently jailed, basically, indefinitely uh, held in indefinite detention for the. Crime? No, that's not the woman with the fingers cut off. I don't know the, that story. I've just read it in the chat. But that woman basically was was uh, placed in indefinite detention for the crime of having a settler claim that she wanted to stab someone. They didn't find any evidence whatsoever. Just a settler at a bus stop said she wants to stab people, and everyone was afraid of her. So they f- apprehended her in prison for f- six years. Israeli detention for six years. She was 16 years old. And there are so many instances like this. There are so many... Many. Here's Adamir, the Palestinian prisoner organization uh, that wrote about this in 2017. Jerusalemite child received sentence of eight and a half years. Palestinian child Marah Bakir has been sentenced by an Israeli court to eight and a half years in prison, including 10,000 NIS fine. Marah Bakir is a 17 year old girl from the city of Jerusalem, was arrested on October 10th, 2015 after she was shot 10 times in her left arm by an Israeli soldier. According to an affidavit, Marah was not carrying anything. And when the soldier asked her to raise her hand, she did so, but he pushed her which made her fall on the ground. When the police attended the scene, a police officer pushed her to the ground again, causing her to hit her head with the ground. The police officer started searching her body with his hands, took her headscarf off, and took her clothes off until he reached her underwear. She was later transferred in a degrading manner by an ambulance to... Hada, uh, Hada Ein Karem, uh, while she was left without clothing despite her request to cover her body. Later, an investigator from the police attended the hospital while she was naked and her body bleeding, and asked her if she tried to stab a soldier, which she denied. Later, she was forced to enter the operating room without being informed of the nature of the operation or her medical status. She was then put in a room with her hand and leg tied to the bed all the time, with the presence of two male guards who cursed her and her mother repeatedly. One of the guards told her to die, and another guard took a selfie with her against her will. Marat was taken to the court on a wheelchair with the legs cuffed, and currently she's suffering from fractures in her arm. She got shot 12 times in her arm why suspicion that she might want to stab someone you think that shit's all right i don't think it is no due process but that is yet another number in the eyes of the broader ultra zionist ultra nationalist people who are defending israel she's another terrorist she probably did want to stab someone Uh, even if she didn't have a knife if she did she might have she might have stabbed someone and that's why it's okay it's okay to apprehend her as such and shoot her because it's just straight up disregard for the humanity of these people that live under a brutal occupation and uh, there's no celebrations ahead of Bakir's release her family said they did not have any information about when she would be coming home but they knew that if the Israeli occupying force stormed your house that meant that you're most likely going to have your relative come home How fucked up is that? Israeli forces also blocked all entry to the neighborhood where Brakir's family is located. They have stationed soldiers in front of the house, ensuring no groups can gather. I remember the details of this one specifically because I remember, like, when you when you hear her name mentioned on Israeli Twitter, they're like, "Oh, she was trying to stab people." But when you look at the details of the case, remember, this is the occupying force. They've do not, under any circumstance, ever hold a consistent principle or uphold habeas corpus and regular due process in their treatment under the court system for Palestinians as they do for Israelis. So just, you know, something to remember. Al Jazeera reporter Nijwan Simri is at the house of Isra Jabez, one of the Palestinian women to be released tonight. Israeli forces are storming the houses in Jerusalem, apparently getting people out of the house before the arrival of Isra. Why so many forces are mobilized?
2: اثناء مشبخه انا لو ما من شرطة وحرس الحدود اقتحموا منزل عائلة اسراء جعبيس وبدأوا باخراج اقربائها يعني العائلة هنا قوات كبيرة يريدون اخراج الجميع من هنا uh,
0: they keep chasing the journalists away to prevent is for job freedom arrival moment from being covered by the press they don't like to see hugs kisses and such things this is how palestinians are dehumanized they are literally forcibly trying to keep the kick the relatives out keep the relatives out of the house kick the journalists out they forcibly do not want any kind of celebration to be filmed even why is the question you must ask you must ask yourself why is it that they are so f- scared and so worried isra Jabis is the palestinian woman that was seriously I- injured Jabis, is a 31 year old uh, palestinian planted to detonate a detonated gas tank near a soldier's hitchhiking station goes to maladu adumim police officer moshe chan stopped Jabis' car at which point she yelled allah akbar and detonated bomb holy this is a, this Wikipedia article is crazy. This is the one that the chatter was talking about, I think. She did not get uh, medical treatment, right? That's the one, right? Chatter, uh, quds Jerusalem, the fourth of nine sisters and brothers. She was arrested following an electrical system failure in her car, which caught fire when she was still trapped inside. It resulted in first, second, and third degree burns. The Wikipedia article says that she had a car bomb and wanted to blow it up. Israel neglecting severely burned prisoners' knees. Israel Jab- uh, Israel Jabez suffered burns and charged with attempted murder after a car exploded near Israeli checkpoint in 2015. I feel scared when I look at my face in the mirror, so imagine what others must feel like when they look at me. Those are the words of Israel Jabez, 33-year-old Palestinian mother from Jerusalem who has been languishing in Hasharon, the only Israel prison for Palestinian female prisoners. She's accused by Israel of attempted murder after blowing her car up at a checkpoint, a charge she denies. Her burns, she claims, are the result of an explosion in the car following a technical fault. Broken on the inside, physically burned, in an immense amount of pain, Jabez said last week in a letter dictated, to her lawyer that she does not receive adequate medical treatment from the israeli prison system here's the problem there is no fucking proper trial so i have nothing to go on other than what the israeli government is saying and what she's saying and if you trust the israeli government across the board a government that is an apartheid regime then yeah she's a car bombing terrorist and her who gives a shit if you trust her perspective which i'm more sympathetic to considering that she is palestinian and living under an occupying regime and under an apartheid i am more sympathetic to her plight regardless however whether you consider her a terrorist or not does not change the reality that she is supposed to get the proper medical condition the proper medical treatment sorry that every single prisoner deserves israel freezes their dead detainees until their corpses complete their sentences to private surviving families of burying their family members they're maybe the most inhumane government on the planet i've never heard of this before what i don't know if that's correct or not it was upvoted on your subreddit so it must be real brother i don't go on my own subreddit and i also don't trust anything immediately on any subreddit so why don't you exercise the same level of caution and care that i have on not just my subreddit but just any subreddit in general unless it's from like betselem or if it's from like you know a trusted journalist uh a trusted trusted journalistic outlet or humanitarian rights group i'm gonna you know it seems nutty but it could be real but i'm gonna be more cautious Palestinians demand Israel hand over body of prominent prisoner. Israel's refusal to hand over the remains of Qadr Adnan has drawn scrutiny in the country's uh, practice of keeping bodies as leverage to bargain for Israeli remains. What the f***? In Israel Palestine, oh my god, in Israel what the f***? Dude, this is literally what I mean when I said like every day, even after years and years of covering this shit, and every day there's something new that I find out where I'm like, what are you saying? That's anti-Semitic, right? Like that's an anti-Semitic conspiracy. Like there's no shot like it, it sounds like a conspiracy like the cum extraction shit was shocking to me the first couple of days of the conflict the first couple of days of the bombing campaign ch- chatters would come in here and be like did you know that israel has a semen extraction squad and i was like no they don't shut the fuck up and i i was like come on I've, I've heard all the stories like the skin bank and all this stuff right like i've heard all of that there's no way and then and then you find out that yeah no they do actually have a cum squad that is literally how do i find out about the cum squad because israel themselves openly celebrate it and praise it which you know blows my mind at that point i'm like what the why are they why are they reporting this as though this is something that's totally normal they just tweeted it out what the And it seems like uh, this is another one of those circumstances. Palestinian imprisonment continues even after death. The policy of post-mortem detention leaves grieving families without closure. A recent report found that Israel is keeping hundreds of bodies in its infamous cemeteries of numbers. Shadi had gone out to carry a suicide bombing at the entrance of the illegal Israeli settlement on Ariel, in occupied West Bank, killing himself and wounding 15 Israelis. We had no idea that he was planning to carry out an attack, Nasser says. If I had any suspicions, I would have beaten him up. <laughs> I would have thrown him out, uh, thrown him at home. A father losing his son, how am I supposed to feel? 15 years later, Israel continues to refuse to return Shadi's body, or was left of it, to his families for burial. The used remains are said to be in Israel's infamous cemeteries of numbers, along with hundreds of other Palestinians. Palestinian right groups estimated that there are at least 249 Palestinians, including Shadi, buried in cemeteries across. Israel's closed military zones and nine others in freezes in Tel Aviv. They're in freezers? They're in f- freezers, dude? Amani Hashem, a Palestinian mother or two from Al-Quds, uh, released uh, jail since 2016 was released. The occupation forces prevented her family to rejoin by seizing all the confections and cookies prepared to welcome her, but that didn't hold them back from celebrating her returning. Oh my f- God. Let's go back to Al Jazeera Live. Let's see what's ...have
3: been going on. killed by Israeli forces fire in different areas. So it's not like this is a place that is safe but palestinians many of them would tell you that those prisoners wouldn't have had the chance to be released if it wasn't for a deal like this one so there there's a lot of you know pride let's call it uh, they believe that it's time to show some sort.
0: it's pretty funny to f- raise the fatah flag when those mother ain't doing shit that's why you'll see in the West Bank a lot of dudes straight up flying Hamas colors now because like they did it like it or not it don't matter you might hate it I don't agree with them I don't agree with their worldview in general the one thing that I do agree with all Palestinians on is that the occupation must end because it's correct that is the correct position that's a moral position
3: yet be re-arrested by the security forces And it happened before, you know, when we talked about the uh, deal that saw the Israeli soldier, Gilad Shalit, being freed uh, uh, as a part of a hostage and and, sorry, as a part of an exchange prisoners swap deal. Most uh, of those who have been released.
0: What is this? I don't know if we're freeing a lot of prisoners. A lot more a lot more people have died. It's not exactly a win. It's not. But that's how. Gruesome the conditions are.
3: As part of that deal, we're talking about a thousand Palestinians uh, have been rearrested. You know, some have left, some have been If you raise the Hamas flag, everyone's going to call you terrorists. The uh,
0: they They're raising it now.
3: Almost every day they're raising and it. out of Palestine. Bro, there
0: are literally Palestinians that were taken out of prison. Like, the moment that they get f- in front of cameras, they're like, praise Al-Qassam. Yahya Sinwar is a f- hero. People who literally are just like, this is the greatest, you know, I love, I love Hamas so much. Uh, I love the al Qassam Brigades. I love, like, straight up. At that point, it's like, do, do I fault them for it? No. I get where they're coming from. I will, never, I will never personally understand what it's like to be imprisoned without any due process whatsoever. You won't either. You have no idea what that's like. At that point, you don't give a shit who's getting you out of that situation that is allowing you to see your family again. Here's Itamar ben uh, celebrating. Following the deal that came to fruition, terrorists living in East Jerusalem were released. The police did well to implement my policy and prevent them from celebrating. He's like a comical fat kid. You know what I mean? He's like, eeh. Like, he literally is like, yeah, I didn't let them celebrate. Like, he's like a villain. He is actually like a childish villain. Like, yeah, what are you, Eric Cartman? Like, what the f*** do you mean? How do you live like this? How do you f- live like this? How? He is like an online troll. It's nuts. But the way that it's being talked about on the Israeli side, from all the people who are like very frustrated that the, that a single Palestinian has been even released from indefinite detention, is is so crazy. Where they're like, this is a false equivalence. You cannot equivocate the morality of like Palestinians being released to the hostages being released on the Israeli side. Like the the hostages released on the Israeli side are like babies and, and children, and and then the hostages uh, being released on the on the Palestinian side are they're all, all monsters. They're bloodthirsty. They're all Uh, They're prisoners. They're prisoners. And it's like, dude, please just exercise a little bit of critical thinking. Try to think about it from the framework of like, how would you feel if this was a 13 year old Israeli child? You know, would you want that 13 year old Israeli child to be held in in solitary confinement and tortured and have uh, confessions extracted under torturous conditions? Which are all human rights abuses like these are violations of international humanitarian law.